we are all on this earth for a reason. If you can find your passion, it's never too late to go after it. Um, surround yourself with those people that love you and support you. Um, laugh, dance, smile, have a good time in this like crazy life. Just um, try to like live your best life. Hi there, and welcome to the Let's Thrive podcast. My name is Emily Feichels, and I started this page to inspire, educate, and empower any who listen. Like most people, I'm a curious soul and love to chat with my guests on all things health, wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I hope you'll stick around for a time or two, and with that said, let's thrive. Hi guys, and welcome back to episode 28 of Let's Thrive. I'm your host, Emily Feichels. Overjoyed, as usual, to be talking to you guys. Uh, I have loved the feedback these past few weeks. I feel like the community is growing so much, and I appreciate every one of you. Every review, every message you send me, even if I have no clue who you are, just seeing that there are people listening all over the United States, in Canada, Mexico, Australia, France, Spain, the UK, Norway... I'm trying to think of them all. Anywho, you guys are all over and I, I'm i just blown away. If if you're listening in the US or if you're listening in any of those other places, like let me know. I would love to connect with you, hear your thoughts, like what can I do better? What can I change? One thing I am working on is making these intros a bit shorter. I know I have a tendency to ramble, which is why I am moving on. Just know I appreciate all of you. Okay, so... Today's guest is a fun one because I love all my guests. So let me put it out there. I do not have someone on unless I absolutely adore them and admire their work. But today's guest is actually a friend turned guest. Her name is Jazz Leaf and she runs the Instagram recipes for health. And that's recipes, the number four health. It'll be linked below. She, I found her when I first started my account. She followed back, which I was surprised about just because, you know, I was a little nobody and she has lots of followers and not that numbers define people, but you guys know what I'm trying to say. Anywho, so she has followed along my entire journey. She has supported the podcast since day one, always sharing, always letting me know her thoughts on it. She has taken away so much from it and that just fills my heart so much. And I've always admired her for her recipes, but also for the work she does. And I didn't realize what she did until I started to like talk with her some more. And it turns out she cooks for pro athletes, which, you know, maybe this isn't fascinating to you, but to me, that's like so cool. <laughs> and anyway, so it's just been this beautiful friendship that started off of I mean, just following each other. And then we talk here and there. And then, you know, one thing led to another. And I was like, hey, do you want to come on the podcast? And she was so excited. It just warmed my heart to know that people are excited to come on my show. And I just, I had so much fun coming up with the questions. And when we had the chat, we had a bit of technical difficulties in the beginning, but then we jumped right into it and it was just so fun and lighthearted. Got a laugh or two or three or quite a few out of me. I will warn you, towards the end, there's a very loud cackle of mine that I would have deleted, but 
Let's keep it real here, guys, and I'm not going to hide my god-awful cackle laugh from you, so be warned. But anyway, so having Jazz on was such a blast. I didn't know of her corporate beginning in the workplace working for places such as Warner Brothers, which is insane, and then how she got into this role of cooking for professional basketball players. And I'm going to include the names... Shoot, I don't have my phone. Dang it. Okay, well, these guys are, like, big-name guys. I have the names on my phone. You know, I'm just stupid and left my phone in the other room for once and turned off, but I will have them linked below, and I will mention them in the outro, and you will hear her say them in the episode. But these guys are famous. I, I mean famous. I don't mean famous because they have followers. I mean famous because they are professional basketball players. And... Not that that gives them rank or anything, but it's just freaking neat, guys. It is neat to know that she cooks for them and that they're in her house. And I think the best part of it is, okay, so like, was anyone else obsessed with like what I eat in a day videos? And I know this actually stems from an unhealthy part of my disordered eating days, (laughs) but hear me out. What I eat in a day videos are actually very fascinating to me just to see, like, the different way people eat, I suppose. So, of course, I had to ask her what these huge guys, I mean, you can imagine, they are huge, huge, what they're eating. And so, she obviously shares, and that is probably my favorite part of the podcast, not gonna lie, although it was amazing to hear about Jazz's life. (laughs) No, I, I loved all of it equally. So, we do, we go into how she fell into this neat career, which is a lot of synchronicities and hard work on her end. And I just, I love it. It is such a funny story. So neat and inspiring, showing that you can go out there and get what you want in life. We go into the work of meal prepping and cooking for multiple professional athletes. This is crazy, guys. I did not realize how much work it would be. The grocery hauls, all the food they eat is insane. And what's very fascinating is that she actually has a background an online certification in nutritional therapy, and it really educated her on how to cook for these guys to propel them through very high-end, high-stake basketball games, whether, you know, the difference between pre- and post-workout meals, what foods they need for different events, and so as she's explaining everything, she's also educating us, you know, me, you, the listeners, everybody, she's educating us as she explains everything she does for these guys. As you know, like I said before, I really did like the what they eat in a day part of it, which is so fascinating. Then after we get over that, we delve into her own health history and the long journey she's had, you know, everywhere from health obsession that a lot of us know to finding her own intuitive, intuitive way of living, intuitive way with exercise and food and all of that. We do delve, dive into this. We dive into her gut issues, her experience with an anti-inflammatory lifestyle, and we both kind of touch also on our journeys of reincorporating meat into our diets. Um, I, as you know, if you follow me, am battling chronic hep C, and my body is like a hot mess right now, hot mess express, has been for two years now. I need meat right now to heal my body and try to reverse the effects going on in it. As soon as I'm able to, I am leaving me alone out of my life for the rest of time. You know, Jazz had a similar area in her life where she had some traumatic events happen that just, you know, hindered her physical health, and she really needed an anti-inflammatory diet, 
rich in all the nutrients and vitamins and you know she just found through that in her gut issues that she needed to reincorporate meat again and I think it's just a very interesting conversation whether you are vegan vegetarian or not it's you know we really dive into the feelings that can come from choosing to not or choosing to eat meat uh and in this time zoom which I record over also decided to kick us out so we had a little five minute break or we had a little break where I explained to her that we had five minutes left before zoom threatened to kick us out so we had to wrap things up very quickly and of course I had to have her name drop the celebrity basketball players that she cooks for she names them all I will put their Instagram things in the like bio and I'll have them on like the Instagram post I post about this episode. Go check these guys out. They are very tall and very huge and very impressive. So just kind of interesting. That's, you know, that's about it. We touched so many topics. I hope you take something away from it. If you do, share it on your Instagram story. You can tag me at thrive underscore on life. You can tag Jazz at recipes, the number four, health, both linked below. Also, I have just launched a Instagram page for the podcast. It is let's thrive underscore the podcast. Very original, I know. But, you know, I couldn't just get let's thrive, of course, because somebody else has it. Who else has let's thrive as their handle? I'd like to discuss this with you and get that name, please. (laughs) But yeah, okay. I'm done. I'm sorry, guys. Enjoy today's episode. Remember, if you love me, I mean, if you love the podcast, you can go on iTunes, leave a rate and review, Apple Podcasts, same thing. I know it's confusing, but if you do, I greatly appreciate it. So much love, so much appreciation. Without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode with Jazz Leaf. Swooping in real quick to tell you guys about a service I've been loving lately, and that is Hello Wellness. Started by two friends with a passion for health and community, Hello Wellness is an event hosting platform that fosters in-person connections between like-minded health enthusiasts, wellness gurus, brands, bloggers, and so forth. Hello Wellness hosts events nationwide, ranging from fitness classes to health education, inspirational speakers, cooking classes, and so much more. Each event includes amazing swag bags with goodies from all the best brands. Plus, you'll have the chance to meet and connect with other women just like you. Take your love for health and wellness to the next level and snag a ticket for an event near you. Better yet, you can now use the discount code Let's Thrive 15 for 15% off your ticket price. That's right. That is capital L, lowercase E-T-S, capital T, lowercase H-R-I-V-E, 15 for 15% off your ticket price. I am now endorsing and pleading that you travel, explore, and make some new friends all in the name of health and wellness. And heck, if you want someone to go with you, holler on over, slide into my DMs because you know I love my adventure. Now, without further ado, let's jump back into today's episode. Oh my gosh, thank you. I'm so excited for this. I know. It's nice to like talk to you in person. I know. I'm a hot mess express today, but... (laughs) Oh, join the club. Yeah. (laughs) The Sunday club. And totally. Yeah. Well, how are things doing there? Um, good. Okay. It's going really, yeah, it's going really well. I love the weather. I'm like into the hot weather. I seriously love it. I'm not a winter person at all. So no, I know. And like, I feel that like this year I am, 
I mean, I don't know what I'm doing right now, but I know like come January, I have to like, I have to go somewhere. I don't even know like what or what I'm doing, but I just know I can't do like another full winter here. It'll just like be the end of me. Yeah, I know. I feel like January is a really good time because you get to go through like the Christmas season and the holidays and then like kind of break it up because it kind of stays cold until like March, April even. Yeah. I mean here we still had snow in like May. So it was like, I can't do that. (laughs) Can we not? I know. Can we not do that? (laughs) So the number one question that I have been dying to ask you is how did you wind up like cooking for professional athletes? Because when they were in your like house before I, I'd like, of course, follow their accounts and they're, they're famous. I mean, these are like famous freaking people. So how did you get into cooking for them? And, you know, I guess maybe with that, if you want to give a little introduction into yourself so people know what I'm talking about, but yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm excited to hear the story. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I know it's probably the most asked question I get t- totally. Um, okay. So my name's Jazz, obviously. And um, I am, I cook for professional athletes, like private in-home cooking for them. Um, and then on that, I like teach spinning classes, which are just indoor cycling classes. And then now I've gotten into teaching some cooking classes in the Indianapolis area. Um, and then I have my Instagram page and my blog and all that, which I enjoy. And it's been like an OG part of like how this all started. Um, And I'm a certified nutritional therapist. So basically how it all started, do you want like the whole backstory? Because it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I want it all. We we want it all. (laughs) Okay. Okay, cool. So um, I went to UC Santa Barbara, which is a UC school in California. And then I studied anthropology there. And... um, Obviously, I don't do anything related to anthropology anymore, but right after I graduated, I worked as a project manager for like some pretty big companies like Warner Brothers and Toyota, and it was all like in the technical space. So um, again, completely unrelated. But then during that time, I just started getting really into nutrition and fitness and all that. So I, why don't I page? And so I got my nutritional therapist certification online while I was um, working full time and I was working, you know how it is. I, I lived in, in Los Angeles. So it's, if anyone knows, it's such a grind out there and you're working like 40, 50, 60 hours a week. And that's just the norm. Um, and I just knew that it wasn't what I wanted to do forever. I knew that it was too much of like, just um, like a grind. And as I was climbing the corporate ladder, most people from the outside would be like, oh my gosh, like that's so cool. She has a great job, makes good money, like, you know, lives in this nice apartment. But like, it was me and me only that when I went to bed at night and like put my head on the pillow, I was like, this is not right. Like something is missing and I don't care how much money I make. I just don't want to do this forever. And so um, from that point, um, it's kind of interesting how it all worked out. I just like dreamt of being able to like do this whole health and wellness thing full time. I didn't know exactly what, but I just dreamt of it. Um, and some would say like I manifested it. Some would say, you know, you just, 
it, it, everything works out. You're at the right time at the right place, all that. Um, so I ended up getting married in two years ago to my husband and, um, the week before we got married, his younger brother got drafted, um, by the Indiana Pacers and he was only, uh, 20 at the time. So he had just done one year of college and he wanted someone to go with him. And my, my husband and him, they were like, you know, best friends growing up. Obviously they were, they're the closest people to each other. And, um, it just made the most sense for him to go with him and live in Indiana. And obviously we were married. So we decided that we should just do this together. And because I had my nutritional therapist certification, it just made the most sense that I would be the one that was cooking and like doing his all of his like nutrition stuff. And then my husband was the one that was going to do all of his basketball skills training, his financial management, just like overall management. And so we just took a leap. We both quit our jobs in LA, like literally quit our jobs. We sold everything we had, donated everything we had. I had a tiny little Honda Accord at the time. It was a two door. And we just threw our stuff in the car. And like a week after our wedding, we drove to Indiana and we just like started this new life together and um, I just like was in it I was like this is the coolest thing ever because it had been always what I wanted to do it was what I dreamed and so that's kind of how it started so it started with it was because it was my brother-in-law I got the opportunity with him and then because it's a small you know it's a small um, pacers or like a semi-small corporation and the fact that like there's very few guys that need cooking um and so it's kind of like word of mouth they're like oh yeah i have this cool cool girl my sister like cooks for me she's super chill uh she makes really bomb healthy food and other guys were like that sounds nice do you think i could get her number and it just kind of grew like that oh my gosh so are you like individually contracted by the player like the player pay pays you, I guess, or is it the Pacers overall pay you? So I'm individual. I work individually for these guys. So I don't have any association with the Pacers necessarily. Um, I don't get paid through them. Um, and so for T- it's TJ Leaf is my brother-in-law and that's the one I cook for full time. Um, and so I live with him. I cook for him, you know, six, seven, eight meals a day, full on, like, you know, 7 a.m. till midnight. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm cooking all day. And then last year I cooked for one other player full time as well. And that was, um, that was, that was difficult to manage two players. Um, But it was also really fun and rewarding. Oh my, I can't imagine. That is so, that's just amazing. (laughs) I'm like actually starstruck and it it's amazing that you never even considered that as part of your path and then like you said I mean whether you know it's like you you knew you wanted something you didn't know you wanted that but you knew you wanted something kind of in that ballpark and so it just kind of happened but I would ask like what's the best moment you've had because of this job opportunity like the one I mean I'm sure there's been a couple but what's like an example of one moment where you're just like wow how did I get here So I would probably say, I mean, like you're spot on, there's so many different moments, but um, the really, really special ones is I take a lot of pride into what I put in my food just because of my background of nutritional therapy. And like, I want to make sure that these, the guys food that they're eating is really nourishing their body, like is really helping them. And that's like totally what I believe in. Um, 
And so when you cook for them before like a really big game and you're like giving them this like amazing meal and you know, you, you just put all of your heart and your soul and like your love into it. And then you know that that meal is meal is fueling their game. And then they go out on the court and you're watching the game live. You're in there, you're in the seats and they literally like, you know, they have like 30 points and everyone's like cheering their name. And like, there's just a special thing about that because it's just me and it's only me. And I know that like, of course, these guys are amazing and they have so many skills, but I helped fuel him to be able to perform like that. And so it's like, it's such like a, just a special connection between that player and myself, like to know, like, you got this dude. And like food is so powerful. It's so cool. That is amazing. So I guess it might be hard because there are so many meals you have to cook for them, but could you walk us through like a day, a day in the life of the foods of these pro athletes you cook? Like what's a, what's a typical start to finish day for you, I guess, whether it be in the kitchen or what they're eating. I, okay. I can go through like what I feed them and what time I, they eat and all that. So um, and I'll take you just through this off season because this off season has been um, like pretty, it's just what we do at this moment right now. And it's different during the season, but just this five, six months, this is what we've, we've been doing. So um, TJ would wake up at like 7am and they'd need to head out to their first basketball workout at like eight. So at seven, I'll wake up, I'll make a pretty big breakfast because it has to fuel them for be to be able to work out for like two hours or so. Um, so at this point I'll make um, maybe like four or five eggs, either in an omelet or sunny side up, um, maybe some turkey bacon. Um, I, I love to include that in there um, or regular bacon, either one. And then um, we do a bunch of fruit on the side. So whether it's like an orange peach and an apple, it's all cut up and then a whole avocado on the side of that. Um, maybe some like, like tomatoes, like little grape tomatoes. So it's meal number one. And so that fuel to be able to go work out. And then um, that leaves me about two hours there. So two hours, they're gone, they come back. And then there's meal number two, which is like, I call it breakfast number two. And that's like around 1030. And I typically love to do smoothie bowls for them. It's just like a refreshing post-workout um, meal and in it, be, I can just throw in so many things they have no idea about. Like if they're going to listen to this podcast, they're going to be like, okay, what? So in the smoothie bowls, I put a ton of oats, which is like a great source of carbs, obviously. And then it like bulks it up and it makes it creamy. So I do oats. I do a bunch of frozen fruit. I do a, like a ton of, uh, just either spinach or kale or anything like green. Um, and then I'll do protein powder. And then we'll also do flax seeds, chia seeds, hemp seeds, all in the base. Um, and then if I have like any specific oils, like sometimes I add turmeric and black pepper, stuff that you can't really taste just because like the fruit kind of takes over, but they have no idea like, oh, it's great antioxidants and all that. So that's the base. And then we blend it all up with some juice. Um, we love doing like orange juice, sometimes pineapple juice, sometimes coconut water, um, sometimes a mixture of all three. And then the top is just a bunch of fruit, fresh fruit berries, strawberries, bananas, um, some granola, coconut, more chia seeds, and then a huge amount of, of peanut butter. And so um, these things, like, they'll, they'll probably pack, like, you know, 600, 700, 800 calories. Um, 
and it's kind of funny too, is because people are like, oh, you know, sometimes I'll post that on Instagram and people will be like, what? Like, that's all they eat. I'm like, you have no idea how many calories are in that. It's loaded with healthy fats. Um, so that's what they'll do at like, you know, 1030 ish. And then 1230, they'll get ready to go to their second workout. And so at that point at like 12, I'll do like a a post workout meal. It's like a lift session. So it's a, a, sorry, a pre lift meal. And, um, at that point we'll do like something carb related, like something with carbs. So like maybe it's a bunch of brown rice or quinoa with some shredded chicken on top with some sort of sauce, maybe barbecue, something like that. Um, and that'll just give them a little bit of like um, energy to be able to go lift. Sometimes we do peanut butter and jelly rice cakes along with that. Um, and then they'll go work out again, second workout, come back at like two 30, I'll feed them again. And then at that point, they'll have um, a big like post lift protein shake of some sort, just protein and almond milk or something like that. Um, And then that's when their like big, big meal comes in. I love to do like, I'll do quinoa cooked in um, chicken broth. And then I'll do like uh, chicken skewers on top marinated in like lemon and parsley and turmeric and saffron and like really cool spices like that and then we'll do like a big mediterranean salad on the side like tomatoes um cucumber onion like just carrots celery like all kind of stuff and then um that'll will be in another like lunch too i call it and then a few hours later at like five you know i'm like running out of breath because it just keeps going but this is all on the same day I like five we have our dinner number one um and so dinner number one is is something along maybe we'll do like a steak with some potatoes and some like roasted vegetables um like green beans or broccoli or corn or something like that and then um at like eight o'clock comes a dinner number two and at that point it's like probably pasta usually just because like at that point I'm like Oh my gosh, I'm so tired. Like, let's do something that's kind of quick. And and I'm and I'm all about like being quick and I, I'm not like ashamed of it at all. But it's just like maybe we'll do some like chickpea pasta with some pesto or some marinara. And then um if I have like leftover like turkey meat, like maybe put a little bit of that in there and some throw some spinach and some other veggies in there. Um and then we'll do like a, a nighttime smoothie at like nine or ten. And again, the smoothie has really similar things like the smoothie bowl. So again, just like packing everything in there. Um, and then it's, yeah. So I think that's, that's covers it all. Wow. I'm just imagining eating that much food. Like I, wow. I'm like starstruck (laughs) and more so I can't imagine how you do that on top of everything else because I did meal prep for like average people. And that was a lot because I'm, I mean, you're cooking for yourself you know, and your husband. And then you have these pro athletes that are eating the food of like three people. And that is insane. So like, do, do you go out and buy all the ingredients? Like you must have to go grocery shopping like every other day. Like how do you, is your kitchen like extra big? Do you get groceries, like keep them separate and cook everything separate? Like kind of what's your kitchen process like for all of this? So it takes a lot of planning ahead. So typically at the very beginning of the week on like a Sunday, I'll write down a menu of everything that I would like to make. And they'll be really involved in the process too. I'll be like, what do you feel like eating this week? What sounds good? And they'll give me some inspiration. I'm like, oh, I feel like Italian. I feel like Mexican, whatever. And then I'll write up a menu 
Um, and then I'll write up like a grocery list from there. And mind you, like, I don't think about myself at all in this situation. And that's why I end up eating like rice cakes and peanut butter and jelly and cereal. And then they get all these like decadent meals. Um, but I write up like a grocery list and then I'll go to the grocery store. I'll do like a big grocery haul on like a Sunday and then I'll grab everything and my fridge is so organized just because if it was all thrown in there, it wouldn't fit. Um, they go through so much food. So I try my best to plan it so that I don't have to go to the grocery store every single day. However, I think there's very few days where I don't step foot in the grocery store. I'm like always there um, just because they go through food so quickly and I want them to as well. They need to, they're burning so many calories. Um, um, so yeah, maybe every other day I go to the grocery store, but I do like a big grocery haul at the beginning of the week and like, kind of like do that whole like prep and like, okay, this is my menu. This is what I'm going to make. This is what we need to go through all that kind of stuff. Wow. And I don't, and I do not have a big kitchen. That is insanity. You need like, you need a prep team. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, okay. So I guess kind of like a, a turn from this is that would you be like, what was that certification? You said it's nutritional therapy, right? Could you kind of like talk to us about that? Because that sounds like it really did, you know, it really helps you <laughs> and fuels you through this because like you said, I mean, you're fueling these people that are going off and playing, I mean, you know, games that are worth so much, you know, monetary and, you know, rank wise. So how did, you know, that process really prepare you for this? What, what did you like about it? And how do you think it really, like, I guess, helped you out with this whole endeavor? <laughs> yeah, so that's a great question. I think um, really the base of it is just gave me confidence because we all can go online and like read certain things. And I felt like I was pretty educated just because of all the articles I read and the books I read and, um, and that kind of stuff. But I just felt like this cert certification and course in nutritional therapy just helped me realize, um, and just like, like I said, give me credibility and just kind of give me a little bit of, um, of confidence. So nutritional therapy is based around bio individuality, which just means that every single one of us is different and there's not one diet, there's not one food that's like the superfood and will heal all. Um, and so it's a matter of just like assessing different people's um, like cravings even and like what foods they like to eat, what foods they feel good eating. Um, and then like maybe if they have like joint pain or something like that, like bringing in specific foods, not necessarily supplements, but foods to help heal some of the issues that they may be feeling. Um, and so it gave me a lot of insight into, okay, well, these guys, like they, they need a lot of electrolytes. They're just sweating all the time. And so for a normal, I say normal in quotes, but like for normal people, like you may want to like watch your salt intake. But for example, for these guys, I've learned that like the more salt, the better. Like they should even put salt in their water because they're just losing so much during the day. Um, and so it's helped me with that kind of stuff. Um, and I would love to even eventually like take a course in specific athletic, um, like just athlete food. Um, I know I'm like learning a lot now, but again, it's about that credibility and it's always, there's always more to learn. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's helped me with that and just knowing like, okay, pregame, like I'm going to need to give them a lot of carbs and I'm going to need to give them something that's going to help fuel them and make them not feel hungry in the middle of a game and like help them have stamina and energy and all that, but like not make them bloated 
acid. And so it's helped me like distinguish between those foods and what can help pre versus post workout. Well, I'm fascinated. I want to take a course from you, honestly. That would be so interesting. Well, and you know, so we were talking a bit before, and as you've mentioned, your your health, your physical health has taken a change over the years. So, you know, in all this time of learning about health and cooking for others and all of this, did you have like a health, you know, issue of your own that kind of jump started it? Have you experienced something in the meantime? And how did you go about working on that? Yeah, so I have had such a health journey. I feel like I kind of started way back when before like health and nutrition was even like a thing. Um, so in 2010, it was my senior year or no, in 2009, it was my senior year of, of high school. And um, right after I graduated, I decided I wanted to become a vegetarian. And it was after I watched one of those food documentaries on Netflix, but it was like before yet anyone even knew about it. So um, I ended up watching a documentary and I was like sold. I'm like, I got to go vegetarian. So I went vegetarian, but then I started to realize, okay, well, I'm, I'm vegetarian now, but I was eating like protein before. I just need to make sure I'm having enough protein and I'm having enough energy and all that. So then I started macro counting um, and not in a sense of like trying to lose weight, just making sure that like I was getting enough protein in and stuff. But then that kind of like led down like a spiral of just like being obsessed with my fitness pal. Um, and then I went to college right after that. And, um, I stayed in the dorms and I ate the dorm food and I ended up doing like the whole freshman 15. I gained a lot of weight. Um, and again, it comes from like just having unlimited food, like a buffet style, like every time you go into the dining commons and who knows what they put in that food anyway. Um, and so I was kind of discouraged. And at that point I lost my period. So I didn't get a period for like eight months and I was just so stressed. I remember breaking out. I remember being so obsessed with food um, and I was just kind of confused. Um, and then I went on Weight Watchers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Um, so I went on Weight Watchers for like three months and it was like the worst ever for me, I should say for me. And, and the only reason was because it was like so strict and it was like, you have unlimited, you have points on this and points on that and like, whatever. So, um, I did that for a little bit. And then, um, so when I was my senior year of, of college, I decided to study abroad in Spain. And so when I went there, I stayed with a host family. And what was interesting about that, it was like the first time that I didn't have control over my food and what I was making because my host family would cook it all. And I was in a completely new country and they didn't have like, I mean, everyone in Spain ate like cheese and bread and like meats and all that. And so I said, you know what, everything's going to be fine. I want to like live it up. I want to enjoy pastries. I just want like do my thing and like feel good and ends and just like experience Spain the way it should be experienced and so as soon as I kind of like gave up control everything fell into place I ended up like losing all of my weight while still eating amazing food um, I ended up just feeling so much better my skin cleared up and then it was when I came back from Spain I realized no, this is not so serious like nothing is this serious like I can do this we all can do this we just have to eat what makes us feel good and we can't be afraid of food because as soon as I'm sure everyone knows but as soon as you start to try to control it all your body starts to just stress out and like gain weight and hold on to weight even though you're not eating anything and all that and so when I came back I started my journey on just like intuitive eating and so it's been about 
I would say about three, four years, um, where I'm trying to, I'm trying to intuitively eat and just um, eat what makes me feel good. I took a food intolerance test like two, three years ago, and that was only because I was um, getting some migraines that I didn't know what maybe may have been causing them, um, and I ended up being um, allergic to or intolerant, I should say, to eggs and soy, which I was in, I was vegetarian, so those were my two sources of protein, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So I decided to give those up, but then with that came, all right, well, I need to get my protein from some source. Like I can't just eat beans all day long, um, and so I started to be like a little more flexible, and um, I started to like eat meat once a, once in a while, and not feel like oh my gosh, what am I doing? It's just, the truth was, is that's what my body needed. And I just had to respect it. And of course, like maybe I didn't want to, and I felt uncomfortable with it, but um, I felt like it was something that I just needed to respect my body with. And ever since I've been doing that and just not taking everything so seriously, things are just falling into place. I feel really good. So that's kind of the journey of like where it started. Um, say probably 10 years ago till now. And what's cool about it too, is that I believe it totally continues evolving. So it's not like I've found the right way to do things. It's that it, I found the right way to do things right now in my life for my, you know, for my particular lifestyle. And that's going to change again. But um, I think it's just a good way to like start and just respect yourself. Oh, definitely. And similar to you, it was in my senior year, so that was two years ago, that I first, I first realized what the difference was between vegan and vegetarian. And then, you know, I thought, I, similar to you, I was, all of a sudden I was on the vegetarian bandwagon, and I would have been vegan, but I couldn't give up honey. And um, so I just, you know, but my body, looking back now, I think, so it was the stress of my senior year plus going vegetarian, which my body did not want to do, but I kind of forced it. I think that's what triggered the hep C to come about because that's when everything went to hell. <laughs> so now, I mean, and this is perfect timing because I just did a post like a week ago about how now I'm reincorporating meat because I just, beans make my stomach feel like a freaking balloon. Like I can't eat beans and I, my hormones are so whacked up already that I'm not eating any soy. If I eat eggs, I get painful, like cystic, almost acne in my face. So it's like for a while I was like, I'm not getting any protein. Like, so I, I had to start eating meat again. I mean, it was either that or, you know, <laughs> I end up in the hospital. So, but like you said, it is, it's difficult because sometimes you don't, you know, you don't want to, I don't want to eat meat. I, I, I don't really find it pleasant anymore at all. <laughs> and, but it's, it's kind of finding that intuitive, like, you know what your body needs. And I know like when I do eat the meat, like my body is starting to feel like a little bit better. Like I've had better energy now than I have had in months. And so, yeah, it's, it's a crazy journey, but yeah, I didn't realize yours went on that long. Cause I know you would post now and then about, you know, gut things or whatnot. And I know did you do like anti-inflammatory for a while? And if so, like, could you talk about that some? Because that's something I'm experimenting with. Because as I told you before we started, I eat certain foods now and I, my face gets red or I like start getting like itchy almost too. Like there's so many weird things. So I'm just curious to learn more about the anti-inflammatory, you know, way of eating that I think <laughs> you were on at least for a while or you still are. 
Yeah. Um, to your point, like, it just goes back to bio-individuality. So everyone's different and you just have to like recognize what your body's going through. Um, about two months ago, three months ago, I had something happen to me where I had to be on a very anti-inflammatory diet. My body was just so inflamed from the inside out um, and I needed to heal my body like so much. And so I started researching like, how can I heal my body with food without taking supplements and like doing that kind of stuff? Um, so I learned that there are certain foods that are really great for inflammation to like bring down inflammation. And, um, it's like a bunch of like healthy fats. So like nuts and seeds. So uh, specifically we're talking like cashews, almonds, um, pistachios, uh, nuts like that. And then, um, as far as seeds, like chia seeds, hemp seeds, flax seeds, pumpkin seeds, those are all great for inflammation. Um, and then what's sad is that peanut butter isn't, isn't, is not inflammatory, but almond butter is a little better for you for inflammatory. So I just cut out peanut butter for a little bit and just did almond butter, which is totally fine. Um, and then I tried really hard and then, Oh, I should keep going on the, um, anti-inflammatory bandwagon. I did a lot of salmon. So like a lot of healthy fats and I did a lot of avocado and I stayed away from grains, unfortunately. Um, so I didn't do any like bread or, or rice or anything like that, but I did do, um, quinoa. Um, and it was just like a lot of fresh vegetables and um, stress. Like I ate so many nuts and seeds and then I really, really tried to stay away from processed food. And so some of the things that cause inflammation in the body are like fried foods. So, like if you go out to like, a restaurant and get like fries and stuff. I'm not, I'm not shaming that. I love doing that. I do that all the time. But if someone is really on a high anti-inflammatory diet, that's not very good for them. Um, just because they like are pre are heating the oil and they like never drain it and all that. And so, so I tried to stay away from fried foods, like anything fried. Um, and then I tried to stay away from like prepackaged stuff like chips and crackers and all that, which was really hard for me. Um, and then a lot of sugar. So I like totally X'd out like any type of sugar, um, any type of, I should say any type of processed sugar. So like, you know, I, I like love ice cream and stuff. And I love like that dairy free ice cream they have at the stores and the cartons. And I would, I wouldn't mind getting that, um, you know, once every few weeks. Um, but when I was on that high anti-inflammatory diet, I just made sure I didn't have that at all. So instead, like if I were to want something sweet, for example, but I was still on an anti-inflammatory diet, I would do like a date with stuffed with almond butter and then like a piece of dark chocolate in the middle. And that would kind of create a uh, curb my like sweet tooth. So there's, there's substitutes for everything. And it's just a matter of like how strict you want to go, but like for any specific health issues that you need to go anti-inflammatory with, um, it's, it's not that difficult to do it for a little while. Um, there's a few other things that I, I had a lot of, um, berries like blueberries. I ate a lot of raspberries and blackberries. And then I actually took two supplements. One of them was turmeric. Um, and that helped a lot. Like I took four turmeric pills a day. Um, and then I also took fish oil. Um, and I don't necessarily believe in taking supplements like every day, but again, like for a situation, like where you really are like under pressure to like get your inflammation in your body down, those are awesome supplements. Yeah. The turmeric, especially like I've been debating 
because I mean, I'm sure you have heard too. It's people are either like, oh, take a turmeric like capsule supplement or they're like, no, just put it on your food and everything will be okay. And I'm like, ah, what do I do? (laughs) So I've just been like dumping it on everything. But isn't it also like you have to have black pepper to make it work? So now I've been adding black pepper to everything too. But I don't know. (laughs) I'm just like testing it out. (laughs) Yeah, test it out and see what works for you. But yeah, turmeric and black pepper, those are like two ingredients I add to my smoothies all the time. It's so random, but get a little dash of black pepper with that turmeric. (laughs) I've never added that to a smoothie, which I'm surprised by. But now maybe I need to make a turmeric turmeric smoothie bowl. (laughs) Yeah, you could do like a turmeric sweet potato, like pumpkin spice type of smoothie bowl. I feel like those all work well together. That'd be really good. Okay. (laughs) New plan. Obviously, you are amazing with all of this going on. And so I want to know if you can share, who are some of the people you've cooked for? Like, who are some of these big stars that I've seen on your Instagram stories? And yeah, I just, I want to know the inside. (laughs) So I obviously cook for TJ Leaf full time. He is my brother-in-law and he's absolutely awesome. Um, So I cooked for him full time. I cooked for Boyan Bogdanovich last year. He played for the Pacers. He just got traded to the Utah Jazz. So he plays with them now. Um, So I'm hoping that when he comes back to play against the Pacers, I'll hit him up and be like, hey, you want another meal? Um, And then I cooked for EK Onikbogu. He was on the Pacers last year. Um, I I cooked a few times for Dario Saric. Um, He was one of Boyan's friends. So I would cook for them both. Um, A lot of people know Lonzo Ball. He played... um, UCLA basketball with TJ um, and I cooked for him he came over last year after the Lakers game and that was like really cool for me like then there's t- I, I totally get starstruck too and that was a moment I was like okay I, I, I know who you are um, and then I cooked for t- Thomas Welsh he played on the UCLA basketball team as well um, and then Bryce Alford he played for UCLA as well and these are all relationships that TJ has with these guys and then every time they come to Indiana like they come visit they come to the house and so I'm the one in there like making a meal so it's kind of fun for me to be able to like get to know these guys and it's so cool too because they're all just so like normal and they're just like you and I which is like a breath of fresh air and they're so thankful and they're such good guys. Oh my gosh that is so neat. I can't imagine. I would plus they're all like freaking huge tall dudes like that would be extra intimidating. I know. And I'm like five, two. So I'm like super, super short. So they're like three times my size. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, it was funny. The one time you were like on your stories with them and you were like in the corner and then they were taking up like the whole rest of the screen. (laughs) I was like, oh, she must be my height. Yep. 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 Well, for everyone listening, my recording is about to shut us off in two minutes. So <laughs> freaking Zoom. We're going to do a real quick rapid fire. Well, first, okay, tell everyone where they can find you. Okay, so I'm on Instagram at, um, at recipes for health, and it's the number four. And then um, I have a blog post or blog as well, and it's just jazzrecipesforhealth.com. Okay. And that'll all be linked below. So check her out. Okay. And so for rapid fire, if you could meet anyone in the world, past or present, who would it be? 
Oh my gosh, this is going to be so silly. Um, don't judge me for this. I love Rachel Ray so much. <laughs> she's awesome. So if I could choose anyone, it would be Rachel Ray. She, she seems so down to earth. She has so much knowledge on food. Um, and I'll probably change, regret my answer, but I really do love her. <laughs> it would be one of the people. I no, love to meet. yeah. And you know, everybody has their person. Erin from Erin Loves Whole, I had her last. She wanted to meet Taylor Swift. So it's like, you do you. Everybody has their different avenues. <laughs> and last one, if you could scream one piece of advice from the rooftops for all to hear, what would it be? Gosh, just love yourself. Love yourself. Respect yourself. Give yourself like as much love as you possibly can. We are all on this earth for a reason. If you can find your passion it's never too late to go after it. Um, surround yourself with those people that love you and support you. Um, laugh, dance, smile, have a good time in this like crazy life. Just um, try to like live your best life. That was a lot of pieces of advice, but that's what I would go with. <laughs> Dropping in real quick to tell you guys about one last thing. Jazz is in the process of creating an ebook that uses her experience of not having the most time to cook for herself, but still wanting to eat healthy to create an amazing ebook just for you. All of the ingredients will be 10 ingredients or less and take 30 minutes or less. Now that is my kind of food. The ebook will contain tips on how to meal prep the recipe, things to substitute with, how to store it, etc. It's going to be locked and loaded, full of information, full of yummy, delicious eats, and oh so valuable for in your kitchen. Stay tuned to her page at Recipes for Health, that is with the number four, for any updates and to know when it is released. I truly hope you check it out and get yourself a copy. I really hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. I thought it was very fun and conversational. I know sometimes I get kind of on a rampant string of serious <laughs> spiritual deep podcast episodes and so I like to throw these fun ones in there just something you know to give you company on a long car ride or while you eat breakfast I don't I don't know wherever you listen to this but I am curious so you know what if you like today's episode maybe share it on your Instagram story tag me at thrive underscore on life you can tag the podcast now at Let's Thrive underscore the podcast, and you can tag Jazz at Recipes for Health. That's using the number four. And if you share it, then let me know where you're listening to this. I, I'm kind of curious now, actually, now that I'm kind of rambling on this topic. Are you in your car? Are you eating a meal? Are you walking? Are you in the shower? Like, I want to know, people. Maybe that will help, you know, when I'm pitching for ad sponsors. So keep them posted, and if you love me, if you love the podcast, you can go on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave a rate and review. I am going to start reading one at the end of every episode, so I do need some content, guys, if you want to provide some new ones. I have a little list going now, but I'm always, always looking to add more to that. Stay tuned for the next couple weeks. We have some amazing guests coming on, a variety of topics, as usual. I appreciate you tuning in. Hope all is well. And I think that's about it, guys. So I will talk to you soon. Bye.